This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. King Kong ain't got shit on me! And here we go. Well, hello, guys. Welcome back to Realish. My name is Jessica Lemon, and I'm joined today by Derek Myers. Say hello. What's going on, guys? Um, and unfortunately, we are missing LJ this week. He's feeling a little under the weather. Um, so just send him some good vibes. I know that we're sending him all good vibes right now. Yeah, I think he's sick about the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I'm sick of retail, so I think we all have a yeah. little something to be sick about. Um, but yeah, like this is week two of our, oh my gosh, hi Bowie. He wants to be part of the show too. He was literally <laughs> dead asleep on the floor until I started I started talking. He's like, mom's going, let's go. Bowie Baba, can you lay down please? Um, so yeah, so we are on week two of kind of like the rebrand of Realish. And I hope you guys are all ready for a really, really great show. Today, we're going to be uh, kind of going over some news from the last week or so. And we will be also reviewing all three parts of the Netflix trilogy, Fear Street 1994, 1978, and 1666. Um, it's the first film adaption of R.L. Stein's Fear Street series, which his fans have literally been begging for. Um, so if you have not already watched those, I would definitely suggest you pause the show because we're absolutely going to drop some spoilers. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> you definitely stop this right now and come back after you watch them. <laughs> Because we're we're gonna be we're gonna be talking a lot about what goes on, yeah. um, but it's it's a great series and I'm excited to kind of talk to you about it to get your take on it. Um, but yeah, so let's just kind of get going. So how have you been? How was your how's your week? Ah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, doing getting a lot of work done, so a lot of editing and a lot of recording. So we, you know this is this is actually I think this is the first day. This will probably be the first day that I've had multiple recordings this week, though really yeah yeah you can, this, you can, week. this week it's monday by the way everybody yeah. we're recording monday so <laughs> it literally just started so yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. like on the grind and I, i'm i'm thinking about last week and i'm not even thinking this is a new week yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we're on monday um i know it's weird uh i've been like working pretty much like nonstop my day job and full time so i'm just like yeah. going 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 and i'm off today and i I haven't really done anything. It's I. It's three thirty in the afternoon, and I've done almost nothing today. You need so, those days. You need yeah days like that. But uh, whenever we're done recording, I'm gonna try to get my life in order. Probably do some laundry, clean a little bit. <laughs> you know, take care of life stuff. Yeah. Whatever. It's but, adulting. Uh, yeah, adulting. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Gotta be an adult, I guess. Because yeah. um, in the world we're in right now, we can't really take time to relax not at all <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah yeah so you're doing doing good just been busy yeah, just been just working our... just working yeah how about you same literally just been at my day job um every day for the past like week uh it's retail so yeah. it's retail and it's back to school season so getting oh, yeah. a lot of getting a lot of moms looking for like specific stuff for their kids because uh they are going back to in-person school um literally in like two two and a half three weeks i think is when in school starts again so that shift from being home homeschool because i was homeschooled okay school through high school really that shift, yeah that shift between in-person to homeschool is that is a shock 
Yeah, I bet. Well, and now they're going back into like, yeah, I I That's definitely feel for like today's kids. Like they yeah. have been going through a lot the past like year and a half. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I've just been dealing with that and just keeping up with everything. And like the company keeps changing stuff and it's kind of just been a mess. Yeah. Um. And I just found out like a bunch of people were quitting and I'm like right on the edge of that. <laughs> um. So I just submitted for like another job. So like, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, it'll get me out of that retail world. I mean, it's still sales, but it's not like in a mall. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it'll be nice. I, I understand for sure. <laughs> but yeah, definitely hit hit that wall this week. And I was just like, mm, yeah. I need to get out of here. Um, That's why days like today where you have nothing to do is really good to reset. it is it's kind of like needed i like slept in and yeah. i definitely needed to just kind of chill a little bit because i've just been so i'm like burnt out i feel like that's what it is i think that's the right word like yep. me a bunch of my coworkers, we were talking about it i think saturday and we're all we're really all just like really burnt out like it's yeah. just ugh. that's the part that really sucks about being an adult burning out that yeah. that sucks <laughs> And then there's like nothing you do. You're like, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to push through because I have bills to pay. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of how things been. Um, and we know LG is just not feeling too well, so that's probably how his week has been. Yeah. Um, because he's yeah. been sick since what, like Thursday? I think Thursday, so. Friday. Yeah, it's, he let it's us know because he, he knows the NBA draft is good. coming up this week. Um. And because the NBA draft is coming up this week, he knows his, the Knicks are not going to do anything well. So that's pretty much it. Uh oh. His body is already prepared him for the, the hurt that he's going to be feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. His, is he, it, sorry, is the thing just popped up. It said my internet was unstable. Oh, no. You're good now. You're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I mean, yeah. So I feel like we can just kind of jump into some of the news. I have actually quite a few news stories. Um, I feel like last week we started off on a little bit of a sad note, so we can, I guess, start again on a sad note. Um, so maybe that'll just be our thing. We'll just start off on a sad note. So all we can do is go up. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, that's so morbid. So, I'm laughing at that. I'm sorry. No, I know. I'm like, I'm trying not to laugh. And I'm like, okay, I need to, I need oh, to get man. like solemn again. I need to get all sad news. So, um, some sad, sad news. Um, actor and comedian and Broadway star Jackie Mason passed away. He did pass away peacefully in his sleep. He was uh, woken up apparently somewhere. by some kind of car. Um, <laughs> no, he he passed away in his sleep. He was ninety three, so he was definitely a much older man. So he he lived a long life. Um, but he was uh, pegged one of Comedy Central's greatest comedians of all times. He performed on The Tonight Show back when it was like first started. He was on The Ed Sullivan Show. Uh, he had multiple comedy al albums. Like he had a lot of work um, and he was kind of mostly known for his like political incorrectness, which is funny. Mm -hmm. uh, he actually got kicked off and banned from, I think it was The Ed Sullivan Show because uh, he was doing one of his monologues and uh ed sullivan was in the in the background like all right come on like wrap it up wrap, wrap it up so then he just like flicks off the camera and flicks off everybody and it just became like a big thing so he got like kicked off the show so that's the kind of person that he was um but uh so he yeah so he passed away um somebody else who passed away was uh mike mitchell he was a very decorated bodybuilder but he also started braveheart and gladiator 
Um, he unfortunately passed away of a heart attack on his on his boat in Turkey that he lived on with his wife. So he he was he was having a good time. Boat in Turkey. Yeah. So he lived on like a houseboat wow. in Turkey. Um, wow. But uh, he sadly he was only sixty five. So he was a lot younger than Jackie, almost 30 years younger than him. That's what happens Um, to a lot of these bodybuilders. Yeah, I feel like I don't, I I feel like older bodybuilders, I think there was a lot more use of like steroids and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't as like regulated, not that that's like regulated now, but it wasn't as like, it wasn't seen as as bad. And Mm -hmm. I feel like as time went on, it's probably just really just messed with their bodies. And I think think that's probably because like a heart attack at 65, I guess, I guess does happen. Because I feel like 65 is the age where they, I mean, that's like retirement age. So technically that's, that's when you hit that like senior citizen status. Yeah. So bad. But it's, it's so scary. It's so scary when you see stuff like, like my dad just celebrated his 71st birthday last week. Oh, wow. So like, happy birthday, dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I see things like this, really people, they pass away from like a heart attack at 65. I'm like, 65 is still young. Yeah. That's what I mean. I was like, it's still young and it like makes me nervous, especially because my dad's like in his 70s now. Like, yeah. It can, my, makes me my, anxious. My great grandfather just passed away a couple years ago, at one oh two. My right God. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So people it, people live a long time now. Yeah. Which is great, but also like terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I I expect that we're gonna see a spike for a little while, and then we're gonna see a dip. I feel like. The way technology is, I feel like the only reason we would see some kind of dip is if there was like another war. I, and... I only think we're going to see a dip because of how bad food is being processed. Oh, maybe. That's, you know, people that's are getting like getting getting like heart problems, mm-hmm. uh, circulation problems, things like diabetes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more prevalent because of all the chemicals and stuff that are being put into food so and with the increase in technology <clears throat> it, it decreases how many how a lot of people are active so that's what yeah. I'm saying. i think it, i think we could actually see a dip with where where we were seeing a spike i feel like it could definitely go either way because uh, i know like like health and like healthy eating and like just fitness in general i maybe it's just the way the internet is throwing algorithms at me but i feel Mm -hmm. like i see like a really good balance of like body positivity but also like like eating healthy and you know doing like moderate workouts Mm -hmm. um i feel like i see really good balance of that um so and then i think in general with our generation we're going to be that generation that at least tries to fix things that the boomers really destroyed for everybody yeah. um somebody was talking uh, not somebody was talking I, literally, I was reading an article i was reading an article about um it had like photos of like families at the beach in like the 60s mm-hmm. and one of the things um sorry just dropped my chapstick one of the things said um you don't it, it was like you don't see a single like overweight person at the beach um in the 1960s like what happened to america and like the whole thing is like it's literally just corporate america being able to produce mass produce like garbage Mm -hmm. and making it cheap Mm -hmm. and then making like good healthy foods not as easily accessible and also more expensive but see even with the healthier foods 
quote unquote, that a lot of those have sugar or salt in them. Yeah. And then, and then there's like lots of substitutes and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but that time frame also coincides with um, like fast food, mm-hmm. like McDonald's, Burger King, like mm-hmm. Wendy's, like all of those places kind of came to fruition and made it easy. And then on top of that, like the workload that everybody was put on, like that's kind of around the time that changes where a lot more women were going to work because families, the like they had to get more income. Mm-hmm. So then people didn't have time to cook home 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 cooked meals and right. it just it's just a whole thing it was like a it was literally like an article it took me like 20 minutes to read it was like a lot um if i can find it i'll like send you links you can like post yeah. it or whatever but like it was super interesting to see like how things coincided with how like health is now versus how things were back then yeah. and how like family dynamics were then versus how they are now and like work dynamics and all that kind of, it was really interesting yeah um yeah. but yeah so uh Back to our sad news. Um, so just want to say rest in peace, Jackie and Mike. Um, you know, actors Stuff. did a lot of work in the industry. Um, <sighs> yeah. Sad, sad weekend for their, their families. So sending them lots of love. Most um, so now I'm going to jump into just some movie, uh, some uh, news in general. So we have some movie news. Um your favorite director that you can't pronounce the name of, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> he he uh, actually had the highest box office release this weekend uh, with his newest movie called Old. Yes. Uh, it's about a family vacationing on an island and they just all start rapidly, rapidly aging. That's all I read about it. I didn't watch the trailer um, because I do want to watch it kind of like with an open mind. Um, but I, yeah, I hadn't heard of it. Um, and then... It beat out the new G.I. Joe spinoff, Origin Film, which is starring Crazy Rich Asians actor Henry Golding. He um, is the character like Snake Eyes. That's the name of the movie. That's the character. Mm-hmm. And it's his origin story. Um, yeah, I'm I, still kind of confused about that movie. I, yeah, I hadn't really seen anything about it. I think I saw a couple like billboard advertisements because like I live in L.A. and there's movie billboards everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really see anything else on it. But um yeah, Old came in at $16.5 million domestically. Snake Eyes followed at $13.35 million. Um, Black Widow, in its third week, um, is in third place for... Um, it's making It made uh, $11.6 million, and uh, that actually pushed Space Jam down into the fourth place. It only made $9.56 million this week. So, yeah, I know, I know the um, execs of... I think theater execs were were nervous about um black widow's um numbers mm-hmm. after the first week everybody started watching on disney plus yeah and they were expecting like a, a dive but i mean for it to still be in yeah it's, it's it's third week and it's in the top three so i mean yeah. it's still doing well people are still going to see it in theaters I'll so take nine million shoot right like <laughs> um shoot. But yeah, I mean, I, I if if it's still in theaters, I kind of want to see it in theaters. I feel like it would be a really cool movie to have that like surround sound with. I mean, it's a Marvel film. It's one of those, it's one of those movies. Like seeing those in theaters, it's like a whole different experience. You have to. Uh, see we talked those about that last theaters. week. Yeah, yeah, you have to see those. I just don't know if I'm going to see it in theaters. I think I'm just going to literally. You're wait. just going to hold off, wait. Yeah. Um, wait. So speaking of like theater stuff, the newest trailer. Uh, so Comic Con, uh, San yes. Diego Comic Con was this weekend. Um, it was, I 
think it was just almost all just virtual I don't think there was an actual like comic-con but there was like panels so they did have like casts come together and like talk and stuff but from what I've seen from all the things that I saw it's like all through zoom um through like video chat and stuff but um the newest trailer for dune starring timothy chalamet and zendaya and oscar isaacs and rebecca ferguson jason momoa is in it as well um yeah so that was just released i watched it because that was when the trailer for that came out the teaser trailer for that came out i was like this looks really good and i am a huge fan of like sci-fi stuff i love sci-fi i love like like post-apocalyptic type stuff. I just love it. I just, that's some of my favorite like genres of stuff. Um, and so just from that teaser trailer, I was like, this is going to be good. So then watching this trailer, I was like, yeah, I want to be in this. Like, I didn't even have to see the movie. Yeah. I told you, I like rate movies <laughs> based on how I want to be them. I watched the trailer and I was like, I want to be in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so apparently this is a series um, because this is Dune part one. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. When I actually looked it up on uh, IMDb, it popped up as Dune part one. So I don't know if they're going to make a bunch of different parts. I don't know how many parts, but I, hi, hello, Hollywood. Hello, LA. I live here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I, it was such a good trailer. I know you're not a trailer fan, but like it it looks so good. It's coming out in October. I think October 22nd. Um, it's going to be another one of those like dual releases. It's going to be both yes. on uh, HBO Max and in theaters. Yes. But it it looks just such like such a badass movie. Like it's going to be like you have to see it in theaters kind of movie because of just like how much is going on. You want that like full like deep bass in your chest feeling from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. some of that stuff just looks crazy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I think Batista's in that too, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know his character in it, but yeah, he's in that as well. I remember he was he wasn't really in the trailer too much. He was only seen like a couple times for a couple quick little quick quick little clips. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's um they basically like a remake. Um there was the movie by the same name Dune that came out in the 80s. Um but it's based off uh the book by the same name Dune by Frank Herbert. Um I think my dad read that book like forever ago and I have a Barnes and Noble like member thingy, so I'm probably gonna buy the book and read it. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really co- cool. It looks really really neat. It's basically, um, oh no, I thought I had this pulled up already. I don't. Hold on. I'm just gonna yeah, read I, did, the I didn't quick know little... it was gonna be a trilogy. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a trilogy. I don't know like what what it is. It just says June Part One like when it popped up. So I was like, um, excuse me, if this is going to happen. Um, so this is showing, it just says a quick little sentence, single sentence. It says, future adaption of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. So, hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, I'm really excited. It, that has, that screams like sci-fi. That screams yeah. like Jessica would be great in this movie. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> um, that's just, that's just me though. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm, you know what? A lot of these films that are coming out on uh, HBO as well, same day, a lot of them have been really good. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I feel like you're, you're, you have that tone of like surprise that it's like almost expected for it not to be, but I mean, it's only really coming out on HBO Max as well because the way the pandemic has created this weird in between with, with Mm -hmm. films, with theaters at home viewing, 
um, especially now too with, um, I, I don't think LA County is the only place to um, reinstate the mask mandate. I think there's some other places across the US that have also started. I know there's places in some other countries that have as well mm -hmm. um, because of the Delta variant being so like prominent right now. So yeah, Georgia will not be joining that. Yeah, I, Georgia and Florida kind of it live in their own stupid. little world. It's stupid. <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't know. <laughs> one of my one of my coworkers, his family was moving, um, and they had already had their move planned and stuff. Literally, at like the end of 2019, they were going to be moving in October of 2020, mm -hmm. and uh, so he had to help his family move from LA to Georgia um, in October. Um, and so he he did that. And when he he was there for I think like two weeks, and when he came back, he was like. Yeah, nobody wears masks there and we're like really because like that's all we've been wearing like you can't yeah. go somewhere without like having a mask like there's signs everywhere and yeah he was like yeah no like nobody's wearing masks he's like some places the restaurants like the, the workers are wearing masks but other than mm -hmm. that like nobody's wearing masks i was like that to me Stupid. being so immersed in the way that la is with with everything mm -hmm. and just in general la's population is huge and that's why I think they're so on trying to be so on top of stuff just because there's so many people here. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's wild to me that there's places that literally people that are so lax. It just yeah. blows me away. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> more film news, more film news. Um, Jordan Peele announced the title of his newest horror film. Uh, it is called Nope. It will be in theaters July 22nd, 2022. And he is a genius. So I cannot wait to see this movie. Um, so I I cannot wait. He is somebody like even back when he, um, and uh, Keegan Keys were doing Keen Peel. Mm -hmm. Like I loved those skits, and I was like, damn, it'd be so fun to be in one of these. It'd be so silly. Like yeah. Yeah. it'd be great. And like then they both kind of gone off to do their own things. But like Jordan, he literal genius. He's so he's so just so smart. He's yeah. so smart, and it's just the tiniest little details that just make you like, what? Uh, I can't wait. I'm very I, excited for this movie. It's been I'm, a whole year, but I can't wait. I know, and, and then Candyman comes out this year. Oh my god, I forgot about Candyman coming yeah. out. Yeah, so oh it's kind of like we have, we have something to work with until yeah. that comes out. He, again, that's a very smart move on him. Like He knows when he needs to release stuff, when he needs to get, he's smart. His, yeah. his either he's smart he has a really really good pr team behind him. Oh, yeah <laughs> which i mean probably both but like yeah, yeah. No, so I, excited i think i've read something that um get out and us are this are in the same cinematic universe yeah i remember so reading something about that too that's why i'm wondering if this if note is going to be a you know continuation of said it universe maybe i have no idea i because i i don't know anything about it other i think that's the only thing he's released is the title yeah i don't think he's released yeah, anything else a, so trailer but trailer, but i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm excited we got a year but yeah. like you said we got Candyman, so we, we've got something to look forward to yeah, something <laughs> um one of the next biggest things that i noticed that a lot of people are talking about i've noticed a lot on social media is uh the new trailer for the next season of dexter yes uh, was released yes. um were you ever a fan of Dexter? Nope. Me either. I, 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 I I've seen a few episodes. It's not that it's like a bad show because it's not. It's like a very interesting show. I just, I just couldn't really get into it. Yeah. And I, I, I think I just want to sit down. I think now that I'm way more into true crime than mm -hmm. 
because I've always been into like weird paranormal stuff, but those tr- paranormal and the true crime kind of like coincides. So mm-hmm. I'd be listening to paranormal stuff, but they would also be talking about true crime stuff. So I think I've become a lot more interested in true crime yeah. and in becoming interested in more true crime stuff. I think I would enjoy this show a lot more. Um, so I, I definitely kind of want to watch it, but there's eight seasons already, I believe. Yeah. Um, but one of my best friends, she's like obsessed with the show. She like cried when they like announced that they were going to do another season. Um, Cause I guess the last season like didn't end well. Like it was just really disappointing. Like Game of Thrones. It was basically like a uh, uh, Game of Thrones just. Yeah. It's like, like a, like a true crimey Game of Thrones disappointment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so for them to come back um, to do another season, there's a lot of people that are really, really excited. Um, and if I can, I- I'll try to sit down and watch it all. Um, I just know that each season is like 20 episodes or something there's eight seasons it's like super yeah i can't i cannot commit to that yeah if i i'd have to like have i'd have to be on like a quarantine or something like have to be like forced to be in my room (laughs) um i had to do that twice last year it was wild um got exposed at work fortunately tested negative all good but i got exposed at work and i had to like quarantine so i was just like stuck and i couldn't leave my apartment for like weeks I, i got exposed too yeah. Once the pandemic um, actually hit Georgia, that's mm-hmm. when I got exposed, and then I actually got it in December. So. Oh, you did. Ugh. I had everything. I, I, later. I literally was very very fortunate because um, my boyfriend at the time he got it, um, and he tested positive literally like a week after we broke up, and I was like. Oh, that's, Wait, that's what? <laughs> um, but he, we still live together and he, um, so we were still living together at the time. He was just like in a different room, but he, um, he has like friends that live in the same apartment complex, just like just above us, literally like kid, like diagonal to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, their family got it. So when he went up there to hang out with them, he thinks that that's where he like caught it from the, the guy who had it from his parents yeah. so it was like a whole thing and we were we were talking about it and, and we were like i got really lucky because i have an autoimmune disease so if i get sick i get sick oh, um man. yeah so yeah i very narrowly missed that but i quarantined yeah. and i tested negative and i wore my mask if i was leaving my room to go to the bathroom because like yeah. we have other roommates too like it wasn't just mm-hmm. like us so it was i'm just glad that that's over that's I just wild. hope I, I just hope I don't get like exposed again just because I don't want to end up in the hospital. Yeah. I'm vaccinated, but so if I do catch it, it probably won't be bad. But I also don't know how I'm going to react to it because of my autoimmune. That's that's the big part about it. Um, OK, moving on. They the Hella Megator uh, opened in Dallas, Texas. Um, and from what, what I've that? read, it it's I, I'll get to it. Hold on. OK, so the Hella Megator. Um, opened in Dallas, Texas. It's from uh, what I was reading. It's the largest gathering of people in the world since the pan- beginning of the pandemic. It was about nice. 35,000 people. 35,000 people in one place. Texas of all Texas. places. Yeah. Um, there was something that I read that said that uh, there was maybe one out of every 300 people was wearing a mask. Yeah, that's, and I was like, sounds, sounds Texas. Sounds like Texas, yeah. Sounds about <laughs> south. Um, but uh basically what the hell make a tour is it is green day weezer fallout boy um the interpreters was like the opening act so uh 
even despite literally what's going on i would have killed somebody to be at the show i literally would have like thrown somebody in front of a bus to get their tickets i couldn't do that i wouldn't do that but if somebody unfortunately became ill and couldn't go i would yeah yeah and and they would be able to recover i would i would <laughs> gladly take their tickets um but no it, it's um texas so people didn't care that covid's a thing and they kind of like talked about it too um I don't remember who it was that was saying it, um, but they were kind of just talking about how, like, it's nice to be able to be back into, like, a show. Like, I used to love going to concerts. Like, that was one of my favorite things growing up when I was, like, like high school into, like, my 20s going to shows was, like, mm-hmm. the best. Like, that, like I was saying with, like, movie theaters, when you get that big, like, scene and you get that, like, it's, there's so much bass, there's so much, like, trouble that you feel it in your chest. And when you mm-hmm. go to a concert and it's mm-hmm. so loud and you're right there and you just feel it in your chest, like, that's probably, like, my favorite feeling in the world so concerts and movie theaters is where you get that and uh i do miss that and i mean i went to the dodgers game um last month for my birthday and it was the second day that la had opened up like venues like that to be at full capacity yeah so there was like you know like twenty thousand people there or something it was a lot um and it definitely was really weird to be like in cl- more close proximity to people but i had my mask on like almost the whole time other than when i was like eating mm-hmm. but i also was like front row of my section so oh, there was nobody in front of me yeah. so i felt a little bit better so there was nobody in front of me um so i got to enjoy the game and it was fun but there's just a, a full stadium of people that, <sighs> i didn't I, like it before the pandemic really uh i love I don't, I, big big groups big groups kind of like hits my anxiety so i'm kind of like i'm eh. it depends on like if i'm at like a bar or like a club or something which i haven't done in like years like i haven't gone out to like a bar and i can't even remember how long prior to the pandemic i couldn't even remember when but um those kind of like if it's like a smaller enclosed space and there's a lot of people i don't like it mm-hmm. but if you're in at like a like an arena or like a stadium I feel like because there's so much up air openness, it doesn't hit me as bad. But I also haven't been to anything other than the baseball game. And I went by myself and I, so I I was able to kind of like do my own thing and stay away from people. I wasn't like forced to be like, Oh, here's this person that I'm with. Like I need to make sure that they're right next to me. Um, I was able to kind of weave a little bit easier. So it wasn't as bad. Um, But I don't know how I'm gonna be like going back out into like a real world stuff again. I think it's gonna. It's, I think it's gonna be an adjustment for a lot of people. I think it's, yeah. it's, it really is. But oh, hundred percent. I I just it's gonna take me a while. It's gonna take me a while. I already didn't care about doing it before. Yeah. So now and now you just, have like an excuse. You're like, no, I it's got fine. reasons. Just, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I have reasons. Now it's fine. Um, I feel like basically everybody in the world has gone through this like mental health like break. Yeah. And it's going to take a lot to bring everybody back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Hell Omega tour, um, literally like consisting of some of the best like punk groups that have ever existed. Um, I, I, I would have loved to see that, but uh, it went really well. Um, it was a really good show. Everything that I've read said that, that they killed it. And I, I miss, I miss concerts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, great job, Texas. Yep. <laughs> you know what? You did something that's like not good because like mostly what they're doing right now is not good in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I guess hosting the a concert with some like literal like anarchists is, yeah. is funny. I find that <laughs> hilarious. I find that so funny because these are people that all they do is like bash like the GOP and my meanwhile yeah. Texas is like the one to host them. It's yeah, yeah. funny. It's funny on both ends. It's like they're like we hate you but you'll let us do a show so it's like okay. evil. Yeah, and then Texas is like we also hate you but you're going to like bring a big crowd and money so yeah. I guess we'll take it. So it's like a it's a very weird balance that happens with this this show. Um so the movies, music, I'm going to do some celebrity stuff as well. I've got a couple of cute little celebrity stories, one kind of sad one. So we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to fall again on some sad stuff, which Boy. I'm, I apologize for, but, um, <laughs> pink. Um, so the singer pink, she, yeah. um, do you know about anything that's going on in the Olympics right now? Really. Uh, some, some stuff. I'm not, some I'm stuff. not really paying attention to it too much though. So the Norwegian women's beach handball team were almost disqualified because they decided to wear shorts instead of the like teeny tiny little bikini bottoms to to perform in. So they opted to wear longer shorts um, and they almost got kicked out. But um, instead, the team just got fined and Pink offered to pay all of the fines. Um, Yeah, uh, because there's uh, I think uh, each player was fined uh like 175 like american dollars i think it was like 150 euros or something um per player the team has 10 players i think so yeah i mean it's it's the whole thing like the whole thing that pink made because she made like a big thing about it is that it's just super sexist like the women have this very strict uniform like they can't wear bottoms that are like wider than like like i think 10 centimeters yeah like that's like this much so 10 centimeters five inches like this much there so their bottoms can't be longer than this which is literally their their butt your butt is hanging out yeah and meanwhile men in the exact same sport just to get to wear shorts they're fine they can wear shorts but as soon as the women's team decides to wear it everybody's like up in arms and they're gonna get disqualified and they're getting fined and like it's just really old rules that just don't equate to like how things are now like it's a lot of like sexualization same with um there's a lot of stuff going on with like gymnasts mm-hmm. um and how like the women so are like forced to wear yeah mm-hmm. her like not being able to get credit for the shit she's doing like yeah. literally she's the goat she is the best gymnast in the world nobody can compare and the judges yeah. are like well we don't want anybody to get hurt so we're gonna devalue your skills and she's like why it's so dumb it. so dumb yeah. And she's still doing her tricks. She's and like they're, they're not giving her the points that she's earned. While now the U.S. I think is going into their second place right now, and like the judges are like, "Oh, they're only in second place." Like, yeah, because you literally put them there. You're not giving her yeah. the points that she earned. Like yeah. it's just it's it's so stupid. Um, but there's a lot of like like sexualization of like the the um what they're wearing and i can't remember the country i wish i could remember the country um because i just read this maybe like 20 minutes before we started recording um so i don't have it in my notes but there's another team that their female gymnasts are wearing um leotards that cover wrists to ankles like they're full body leotards and they're doing their routines and they're and they're 
killing it. Like they don't need to be in these tiny little like itty bitty swimsuit like I, leotards. I think what the excuse was prior was mobility. But the but men get to wear the full body leotards, yeah, and it's never been an issue. It never, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, so I think there was one thing that I read that made sense, and it was basically like the Olympics used to be like just men. And then when they started to bring women's athletics into it, they weren't getting as much attention because it's the women's athletics and women are weak and blah, blah, blah. But so they're like, okay, well, let's make rules. So like, we'll get people interested because they'll be showing off their bodies. Yeah. So we're going to make rules that they have to wear outfits where their bodies are being shown so that we can get views. And it's like, obviously now people are like, that's stupid. Like, they're just as talented. You don't need to see their ass cheeks. Yeah. Like, uh, let them wear what they're going to wear. In a lot of perform. cases, they're more talented than, than the guys. Do, yeah. I mean, Simone, Simone Beals is doing tricks that only men have been able to do. Mm-hmm. That there's a few things that only men were allowed to do until she came around. Mm-hmm. Because she could do them. And, like, ugh, this, we went off. <laughs> Sorry, that was mainly <laughs> me. I went off on that. But, so, right. Pink, Pink's paying the fees um she's doing good celebrity stuff um somebody else is emmy rosam um she's an american actress you probably maybe know her from shameless um which, she's the lead character? girl in shameless the uh, the oldest uh yeah the oldest daughter yes. yes yes i love that show um so she so she's in shameless she plays um uh, uh christine in phantom of the opera she's in the day after tomorrow uh she's in beautiful creatures um i love that movie um but she's she's really just a really great actress and she just recently had a little baby and she was in the news not because she had a baby but because her first like post of her showing about her baby is her advocating for people to get vaccinated because her she was vaccinated while she was pregnant and her baby was born with the antibodies so yeah i didn't even think about that yeah, so she was vaccinated while she was pregnant. Her baby was born with the antibodies. Um, so her baby is, like, equipped. Her baby, yeah. her baby is good to go. Obviously, don't give it COVID, but <laughs> it has an antibody, so yeah. it's, it's definitely good for her. Her baby shouldn't have to worry as much. Um, and I just thought that was really cool that she's advocating for that, and I love her a lot. She's definitely one of those actresses I would love to work with yeah, yeah, um, yeah. just because she's so talented. She's so talented. Yeah, I um, love her. She's good. She's wonderful. Um, so this is the sad one. Um, it has officially been a year since Naya Rivera's funeral. Um, Whoa, you, are you serious? Yeah, it's been a year. It's been a year since uh, since the the lake. Um, and for any of our listeners, uh, if you don't remember, she was a huge star. She's on Glee. Um, so incredibly talented. Um, but she went missing last year after renting a bo- boat on Lake Piru or Pyro, um, out here in California. And when her boat didn't return, there was a search sent out. They only found her son on the boat and it took five days before she was found. Um, and it was concluded that she had drowned, which is really, really sad. Um, because she was, uh, she was literally just out with her son to go swimming. Um, and it was just a horrible accident. Her son was four. Um, he's five now. Um, and her ex-husband, another actor, Ryan Dorsey, um, 
he wrote a really sweet message on his Instagram. Uh, it's super long, so I'm not going to read it. Yeah. Um, but it was really sweet. And it talks about how their son Josie is growing up and he's so adventurous and he's such a strong kid and that he's five now. And he's, it's just, it's just a really sweet like message that he wrote for her. Um, and to, if you want to read it or if our listeners want to read, read it, it's his Instagram. It's just Dorsey Ryan. Um, but it's really, just really nicely written. It's very sweet sweet message um but i can't believe it's already been a year like it's so wild yeah that's what when i saw it i was like it has been a year since that happened um and i saw a picture of her son too her son like looks completely different he's like a year older but like kids grow so fast and i'm like that doesn't even look like the same kid like he i mean it is but he's he's just grown so much and that's like such a huge teller with like time um and then the last thing i wanted to talk about news wise is i don't know if you saw j-lo this weekend i'm so jealous of her entire existence like she's 52 years old she is 52 years old she yeah. looks I, like i will never be as hot as she is she looks like, like she's in her 30s or something she, yeah she looks like she's like 25 30 years old like she yeah. looks like she's my age except for i look like i'm like dying and she literally is no. oh god she <laughs> i I've always been a fan of hers and she's just got to enjoy her birthday weekend looking hot as hell, just chilling on a boat with Ben Affleck. Like I'm so mad. Like that's, <laughs> I just, I just want to look like her when I'm 52, like her and Jennifer Aniston yeah. don't age. Like the two of them should just start a club. I, I, I haven't seen Jennifer Aniston in a while. Cause I didn't, I didn't watch the friends, uh, Thing. oh i didn't either I, the reunion thing i didn't I'm either not. but i've seen her and like she's been she's still active in film like she does stuff like at least every couple of years she's in something yeah it's so. been a second since i've seen her because I, I i don't what's watch her most her recent stuff. let me see what is her most recent projects sandra bullock is one too that does that just... oh my god sandra bullock sandra. also yeah. um what is your most recent thing with sandra bullock other than the friends reunion cake that was 2014. Oh, wait. I don't even no, 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 no. She was in, she's in the morning show. On Apple. You know, I meant to, yeah. I meant to, I meant to watch that um, because of uh, Reese Witherspoon. Okay, yeah. And have you ever, have you seen um, Little Fires Everywhere? No. Watch it. You, you look like you saw a ghost when I said I didn't see that whole Oh, much. my God. What is it called? Little, I think it's called Little Fires Everywhere or something like that on Hulu. It's with um, uh, Reese Witherspoon and um, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on my girl's name. Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Yes, she. Um, oh, I saw, I saw um, a thing for this. Um, like a trailer. I forgot about it. Not, not even a trailer. I literally saw again LA billboards. It was one oh, of the, yeah, yeah. it was one of the really big ones, okay. and I was like, wow, that looks really cool. And then I saw who was in it with Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna watch that. And then I forgot about it. I'm gonna say something. Little fires. I, oh my god. I knew about Carrie Washington. I had no questions about her. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon actually got my respect. She I'm used to. She okay. Listen, she has been okay legally blonde come on yes like that she plays like this ditzy character she's so smart and she plays it so well yeah. and she's she's such a great actress like she's 
you know, she has the career she has because she is so talented. Yeah. And she's been doing stuff for a while. She did Cake. Um, that was a really good movie. Um, and that was like a few years ago. I think now she's starting to actually kind of be able to fall into her own. I think another mm-hmm. thing with a lot of female actresses is that they don't get to really do what they want to do because they get stuck in these little tropes. Yeah. And oh, it's oh, really hard for them to break out of that. Hmm? Yeah, only a certain amount of them can actually do what they want to do yeah and and it's like and it's usually and usually you always read articles about like those women being like a hassle to work with that they're a bitch on set but it's like no they're just doing what the men do but because it's i it's she's so talented and i remember seeing the thing for this um god like it had yeah 2020 so it was yeah it was probably sometime last year i was probably like driving home from like something and yeah. I think I saw that and I was like, oh, that looks really good because it was before it came out. And I think that's why I never watched it because I think that's the only time I saw the thing was before it came out. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it when it comes out. And then. Yeah. It's, it's Little Fires Everywhere and Big mm-hmm. Little Lies on HBO. Big Little Lies is another one I want to see. I never watched that either, but I've only heard good things. Those two shows made me respect Reese as an actor like more because I didn't yeah. think she had that range. I'm used really? to the dis- yeah. I'm used to the Disney. I character. mean, yeah, yeah. If you know you're used to that, that's, then that's you're... what I because I and I only watched Legally Blonde because my sister was so into it, and I because she's my younger sister. I mm-hmm. had to watch a lot of stuff that she wanted to watch when we were kids. Yeah. So I ended up having to watch all the Legally Blondes, uh, all the Mary Kate and Ashley movies, all, all that stuff. So that's what I'm used to with her, Legally Blonde. I, I yeah. it never even crossed my mind as to whether I would see her in something that, that as dramatic as Big Little Lies or Little, Little Fires Everywhere. She's, yeah, she's definitely one of those people because she was in, um, I said Cake earlier, that was Jennifer Aniston. She's in the movie Wild, um, where she basically like, she's like hiking and stuff. And that that movie, I think, was one of the first times that I saw her like outside of her like stereotype. Yeah. And I loved it. And and yeah. she's been, she I think she has her own production company. um and because she i i'm literally just looking at her filmography right now she has one two three four five six seven uh eight nine ten not nine things in pre-production where she's a producer and executive producer of um the the show uh the morning show she's an executive producer um another movie that's coming out 2022 she's an executive producer so she uh is she's doing a lot yeah little yeah. little fires either truth be told lucy in the sky big little lies master of the mess so she's making she's making shows and movies that i'm sure she wanted to be in mm-hmm. and like that's something that i would love to do too because she has her own production she has like the backing from her own wallet yeah. where she can go out and make what she wants to make yeah. and i yeah. think that's opening a lot of doors for a lot of other female filmmakers because yeah. people are seeing these women just like dominate right now like even um we're going to be talking about um fear street a little bit and the director of fear street is a woman yeah and you know it's such a great like trilogy that netflix came out with and um it's i think these are these are like the people that are really starting to to open that up and really open that door for a lot of other like female producers and female directors to to do really well um and again i think it's a lot of things with my generation our generation like Mm -hmm. we aren't like oh 
women have to be inside. Women can't work. Women can't do that. We're like, no, we can do everything like, yeah, and probably yeah. do it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think it, it takes, it, it takes the, um, like support of men as well to. Yeah. And absolutely. About. Like it's, you have to have those guys that are like, no, like she's going to kill it. She's going to do super yeah. well. Yeah. Because you're going to have those other people that are like, no, we don't want that. They're not going to be able to do it. And you got those guys that got to stick up and be like, yeah. no, like they're really good at this. Like, yeah. like editing, like everything. It's like, it's like, no, like just because they're a woman doesn't mean they can't do it. Like they can edit. Like I know some like people that specifically like photographers, like some of my friends that are photographers, like some of the, my women friends, literally know how to edit and like really compose a really great photo mm -hmm. better than like anybody else i know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's not like a ton of like super famous like women photographers there's obviously a bunch but like you hear more about like a lot of the the, the male photographers but like yeah. some of these women that they're they're killing it you know yeah, and for sure doing super super well for sure yeah i might actually watch uh big little lies again because i if I'm not mistaken, I think they probably come up another season for that. Probably. I, I think they, they, I think they are. Let me see. I, think I literally are. have it right here. I can pull it up. Hold on. Where'd it go? There it is. Big Little Lies. That um, show is phenomenal. It says 2017 to 2019, so it doesn't say current. Oh, man. So I doubt it. They need to do another season. Oh, no, wait. Season two. Oh, no, that was 2019. Sorry. I thought season two was... Yeah, no, it's only showing season one and season two on here. It doesn't say that there's anything new yet. Shailene Woodley's in that? I don't know her by name. Uh, she's in, like, the Divergent movies. She was uh, oh, yes. Secret yes. Life of an American Teenager. Yes, she played. She did a phenomenal job, too. She's one of those actors that's, like, really good and, like, but also just, like, she's just really weird. She's a really weird person. <laughs> but she's, I mean, she's good at what she does, yeah. you know? Like, um... Okay, we tangented way off of talking about how JLo's hot, and now we're on like all this feminism stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I guess now we can kind of segue uh, into our new, our new, not our new, our next segment. <laughs> oh my God um do we need to take like a break do we need to like pause and just be like we're gonna take a break yeah to... we can take a break let's take a break real quick and then come back with the the trailer for it and and uh get right into fear street i literally said break and my dog was like what gonna go stupid because i'm living at these dreams that are lucid can really give a fuck what her him or you said they said i'm a motherfucking nuisance with a drink in me because i'm so damn boosted i hate it when i go ape shit like a poochin that's where the marcel and my new friends well welcome back guys um we are on to our next segment that last one lasted way longer than i thought it was going to we really <laughs> kind of went into some tangents i say we it was mainly it's all me. Good. um i talk a lot <laughs> um I so do too, but... our 
our, our next segment is uh, going to be a review. Uh, we watched all three movies of the Fear Street trilogy um, this past week, and we're going to talk about all of them. Um, so Fear Street is, oh my gosh, I, I literally closed out of it because I closed out of the uh, Jennifer Aniston tab. And I it accidentally closed out of the Fear Street one too. I, I like was gonna read the um, little blurb for that. Okay, uh, so Fear Street. It is three films uh, based off of R.L. Stein's book series by the name, same name, Fear Street. Um, as I said earlier, fans have been dying for this to be a movie. Uh, I watched an interview where he talked about how all he sees on his Twitter all the time is people asking when Fear Street, when Fear Street's going to be three, yeah. what's going to, when it's going to happen. And then when they finally announced it, all of the fans were like, I'm dead. I'm dying. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And this guy's like so old. So it was really funny for him to see him like talking about, like seeing people being like, I'm digging my grave. Like <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Um, so if you don't know what Fear Street is, it is a circle of teenage friends accidentally encounter the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. That's the little tagline. Um, so Fear Street has three parts. So you've got part one, 1994. Part two is 1978. And part three is 1666. Um, how do you want to, how do you want to go, go over these? You want to go them in order? You just want to kind of jump through like kind of everything about every, every part. Yeah, we can, we can. I, I will say though, I was confused as hell when I first got on the Netflix because I was looking at it. And when I first heard about Fear Street, I didn't even notice it was a trilogy. I just saw one. I was like, okay, whatever. And then. Yeah once i think once you said suggested it i was like hold up that's that's three films yeah i was like oh man i i okay because you were like i was like okay. oh maybe we could do that like three film thing and you're like i'm down wait what <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i found out about it because there's um there's this girl that i followed on tumblr like a decade ago like back when tumblr was a thing yeah. um she she was like a one of those like like a tumblr girl like but not trying to be a tumblr girl i don't know there's like if you know tumblr you know that there was just like a set of people that were just like people would like steal their photos and use them for like everything mm -hmm. and she was and i was like who is this person and um i found out she was like an actress and she's done a bunch of stuff um her name is emily rudd and she plays um cindy in part two and so she so she plays the older oh. sister yeah yeah, yeah. um and so she, I, I followed her on Instagram like forever ago. She was one of those people that I was like, you're going to do really great things. Like mm -hmm. you're really talented. She did like a Best Buy spot. Like she's been doing stuff. And so I, when I saw that she was at the premiere for Fear Street, I was like, oh, she's in this? Oh, that's kind of cool. And then I realized that she was like one of the leads. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh my God, like she's yeah. doing something. I'm so happy. I'm so yeah. proud. Um, she doesn't know I exist, but I'm so proud of her. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so she she posted about the premiere and I was like, oh, is that that thing that keeps popping up on like my suggested on Netflix? And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, wait a second. She's in this. She's not just at the premiere. She's like one of the stars. And then you've got um, the girl from Stranger Things. Um, she is in yes. it. God, why can't I remember her name? I literally just read it. Um, oh, my God. What is her name? 
Okay. I, I never knew her name. Uh, I just I just remember her as Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Stranger Things. Uh, uh, Sadie Sink. Yeah, yeah. So so she is in it in the second one, but she plays the younger sister. Um, in part two, and part two has a very like like Jason like vibe, like Halloween vibe, like yeah. Because I mean they're in a summer camp, like yeah. Um, so basically like the premise of all the movies is, um, there's the three parts. It starts in 1994, it goes back to 1978 and then it jumps all the way back to 1666 and kind of throughout the other two movies, you get flashes back to 1994, Mm -hmm. um, and some of the characters in 1994 figuring out what the hell's been going on for the past 300 years. And the whole thing is about this witch, Sarah Fear who cursed the town and so you've got Shadyside and Sunnyvale and it's kind of like you have like the the good side of the city and then you have the the like rundown kind of like it almost reminds me of um in like Riverdale mm-hmm. how you have the like the like the serpent side people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then like the Riverdale people you have both sides of it and it's very much like a it's it's kind of one of those like tropes in like film yeah um it almost comes across as uh like a a class thing like a class thing yeah it's like the people that are in like sunnyvale are like the rich people and they show it like that too like those are the mansions those are where like the politicians the cops like they all live in like the nice area and then people who are like single parents or don't have as much they just don't have as much they live in like uh, a shady shady side um i also like that the mascot for shady side is the witches which is is funny because it's like everybody always talks about how like sarah fear is is a curse to this town but their (laughs) mascot is a witch um but one of my one of my favorite things that they did with this that the um, actors I watched um, their Comic Con like panel most of it I didn't finish it but um, they talk about how they basically pay homage homage to a bunch of other movies like a bunch of other nineties like or not just nineties but just horror movies in general mm-hmm. so part one they really kind of play on like Scream yeah um, and like that first opening scene is very similar to the first opening scene in Scream where like Drew Barrymore gets murdered mm-hmm. her character gets murdered and then this one Maya Hawk, um, also from Stranger Things she gets killed um, oh she was in Stranger Things yeah yeah that yeah so that's Maya Hawk. she yeah. um, who did what was her character in Stranger Things I don't remember Heather Heather yeah. yeah so she was in Stranger Things let me ask you something mm-hmm. was that the same mall that was in Stranger Things yes yeah, so okay. when I was watching it, my roommate who literally grew up here in LA, it's the it's the uh, Sherman Oaks Mall. Um, okay, okay, okay. That, that's what he said. He said it's the Sherman Oaks Mall, and it's just because it's never been renovated, so it literally looks the same as it did in the '90s and like the '80s yeah. and the '90s. So yeah, so it's the same mall. So they used Sherman Oaks Mall for um, Stranger Things. They used it for this. So it's funny okay. that they both kind of ended up in the same mall for like a different movie. Um, yeah, well, I was both I was looking. I'm like, man, that that looks just like. Uh, 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 Stranger Things. Things, yeah, yeah. I was like, "There's no way that that can't be the same one." 
Yeah, no, but yeah, they use the same location. And that's the thing. And, and like, and uh, um, Sherman Oaks is part of the Valley. So we were talking about like the Valley earlier. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much everything's filmed here. Like, I don't know um, if you know, like the Pink Motel. Um, mm-hmm. That's a location that's used in like a ton of movies. There's like a little diner used in a ton of movies. It's literally like I could walk to it. It's around oh, the wow. corner from my my apartment. Yeah. And like, oh. I'll drive by it regularly. And there's like film crews there like all the time. Like wow. we literally like where we live, they film all the time. So it's really, really cool. You can go nice. outside and like around the corner and they're filming something. And then I work in Burbank. So that's yeah. where all the studios are. And they use a lot of places in Burbank for like locational work. So it's really cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, so what, what was like, I, I have like a segment I want to do if we do any like horror movies, um, but I'll get to that. But like, what was like your favorite thing about the movies? um favorite thing i i don't even know what off the bat was my favorite thing um i would say though the second one was my favorite of the three yeah i enjoyed the second one a lot i think it's mainly because it was just 90s feel to it like that's probably that's the only thing i can really think of of that the second one was the camp the camp i'm sorry yeah the so that was the, so the 70s. 90s. The 90s, yeah, the 70s. But the 70s, I'm sorry. So I love the 90s, the, the first one. That was 94. Yeah. So the second one was the, was the 70s. But I love the seven, that one because of the fact that it was just... It was very much like a classic horror. It was like classic, Halloween. Yeah. Like yeah, it very it much had... Yeah, it did. It had that like classic horror movie. Like that's what you would kind of expect from a horror movie was, was that. But I didn't expect... I didn't expect to see a kid get killed. Me either. That I think is one of the big things that like, it's another like film trope. Like when a kid dies, like you, it's usually just like, right. If it's like off, off to the side, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, you know, it happens, yeah. but like they did not hold back. Um, oh. But that's, that's probably, that's, that's the segment I want to do. If we do horror movies is I want to call it kill shot. Oh, and what's your favorite like kill shot? What's your favorite kill? from like the movies oh favorite kill from the movies jeez <sighs> okay in in seven that was 74 78 78 yeah so in 78 when um what's his name um jesus all these names we literally are so bad at our job. This is all this we is need to know is like who's Tommy, in what. Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um, when Tommy was in, when they were in that uh, I guess you call it cave or or mm-hmm. whatever it was. The like tunnel thing that the was tunnels. yeah. Yeah. Um, the catacombs. The way he killed that guy, uh, just out of the blue. I forget his name. Um, oh my god, I'm trying to remember the scene. See, he was the, the thing- first person to kill. He was the first person that he killed. You remember when 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 Tommy? Oh, was oh there? my god, oh my god, oh the 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 friend. Um, yes. He. Oh my god, what was his name? Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm not seeing him listed. Oh my god, he, he was uh, Alice's boyfriend. Yeah. It's funny because like we watched three movies, so I'm trying to like find the scenes yeah. from like each one. Um, 
Damn, I don't remember what what his uh I don't remember his name, but Billy? it was it was the no. first person that he killed. Yeah. The yeah, the guy with like the the pothead with the long hair. Yeah. 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 And that one I will say that that one was probably the 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 one that was it Arnie? I think so. Yeah, they start. I think it did start with A. Yeah, Alice and um, Arnie. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, no, like they just showed that right up, just freaking axe to the. F- I was like, and I was just like, what time he went for? No, yeah, he, yeah, he like he he went uh, hit a few times, and I think that was one of like the biggest things that I noticed in specifically the second one because I feel like that was where the most carnage was in. Yes, yes. was the second one, and I think something you expect from horror movies is for them to like take their time to kill these people like they they go to a room and they like see somebody and the person's like oh no and then they start to run away and then there's like a bat there's like a scuffle and all this stuff happens no no they just like they saw a person dead saw a person dead saw a person dead like immediately and it was i think that was something that made it so much more like what the hell is going on because you don't see that in horror movies usually a horror movie like there's such an elongated thing Mm-hmm. before like the killer gets the gets the victim yeah but no like he just if there was somebody in front of him they were dead yeah. like immediately i i i i think i was expecting for him to get away i think that's why it, it caught me off guard yeah i was expecting for him to get away and then kind of like trip fall and then get killed yeah i, I, I figured he was gonna die i figured he was gonna be he, he was he was he was collateral, but he was collateral. <laughs> at, at, <laughs> but the way he just like he's just sitting there, he's like, "Hey man, what's wrong?" He's like, "Bro, Axe. dead." Like I'm like, I'm... "Bro, that yeah, that one, that one, that one got me." I think that one set the tone for the rest of the film. Yeah, I think it really did. I definitely think that because kind of set... once you saw that everyone else was like about to get murdered, it was like, "Okay, yeah, they're 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 not making this one. They're not making yeah, it. yeah." Um, I'm trying to think of like which one was my favorite because uh, when I was watching the the Comic Con panel, the actors were like talking about like their favorite ones. That's kind of where I got this idea for like kill shot as like a segment that we can do. Yeah. Um, they they were saying um, the character Kate when she gets her head chopped up in the bread slicer. Oh, at the, the first at, one at the grocery oh store. Oh my god, that um, that made me nauseous. I like yeah and like i thought oh. that was gross but then the other guy because it literally looked like he was like hey we're good to go and then out of nowhere like the axe just comes and hits him in the head like yeah. it's just like there was so much of that and then the uh the girl who who plays sam she was saying that her favorite death was her own um when they drowned her in the uh yes, lobster, lobster tank, tank yeah. and so with that that also like was not what i was expecting because in that scene like she's taking the pills so that she can die and then they're gonna like stab her with an epi epi pen to like bring her back mm-hmm. and then i i was so mad because like that's not how you use epi pens um, yeah i was wondering because you have to like you have to um blue blue to the sky orange and thigh you slam it in and you have to hold it there you have to hold it in like the muscle 
um for like a few seconds for like the medicine to go in and like she was just like stab stab that's stab and i was like that's I, not how I, that works i thought she was doing it like too much i was like there's no way that well because like you had to do it so that like it would basically resuscitate her from death like it was going to be so much adrenaline oh, that it would start her heart much. again yeah so she okay. needed a ton of it i don't know if she needed that much but so she was like this is this is gonna work and then i think that's when she started doing like cpr and i guess that pushed the adrenaline through her body to like wake her up i don't know but um wow. when she like dropped all the pills and she couldn't kill herself or kill her by taking the pills um and she like looked over at like the tank i was like oh my god is she allergic to like shellfish is she gonna like make her like eat a lobster <laughs> and then that's gonna put her into anaphylactic shock and then she's gonna die and then she can bring her back like that's what my brain was telling me <laughs> and then when they cut and then they cut back and the lobster's crawling away i was like what is she gonna do and then i was like oh they're gonna drown her okay okay but like my, I went through a whole. That's way to whole, look at it. I never thought about I, it like that. <laughs> I went through a whole thing. I was like, oh my god! Like, and I was trying to think too, and I was like, oh, she was in lobster tank, and I was like, did they mention at any point earlier that she was allergic to shellfish? And like that, I was like, I was like, was there foreshadowing to this? Like, is this that in depth? And and then it wasn't. They were just gonna drown her. <laughs> I mean, but why didn't they think of that before? All those pills. Yeah, like I don't. I think and, they and, just and you had to do like he was he told her specific times too like it, yeah. you have to wait you have to wait five minutes five minutes between, between these them. yeah like, bro come on man <laughs> it was it was super super specific on that but uh, and then they just drowned her anyway so like that um, that that bread that head slice thing that yeah I didn't expect that I because I thought they were, I thought she was gonna get away I really thought that that she was gonna survive I thought after he after he stabbed her. She'd be, be able to get out, run away. Yeah. Or at least, like, fall off the table and maybe just get stabbed in the back or something. Like, I did something. not think her head was going to get, like, literally shredded by a bread slicer. That that made me nauseous. Yeah, that I, one oh, that I one was, was rough. Um, oh, my God. Not, not, not that oh, – no, no, this one was pretty bad. The um, That camper, when they were trying to pull the girls out of the toilet – and the guy literally just chops his head off and his body fall through fell through the hole and it was just like there on the ground and it I was landed like, on her broken ankle yeah and it landed on her leg i was like oh what uh there's there's no and they were um, so casual about oh get him off get him off like yeah yeah like he just fell asleep just get yeah him off. no and man it's like, like no he just doesn't have a head and like they don't and i think that's like another thing with this movie is that they don't like focus in on like some of the stuff like i was expecting some kind of like focus in on like the severed head but no you just see it when the girl's like running out of the little like bathroom thing mm -hmm. you just see the head on the floor in the background yeah and it's it, like it, it does roll off so it's like so it's like you don't like but they don't like focus on like any like major thing like that like i feel like a lot of like horror movies when somebody dies they just like focus in on that person's death but they really yeah. i think they really played against a lot of like the natural horror film tropes and i think yeah. that's something that really makes these movies stand apart from like other horror movies and mm -hmm. made it like a good film because like i'm not a huge fan on like super gory movies like i don't really care for them but i enjoyed this and like this is i probably watch it again because it is a really good like mm -hmm. like full series and i do i think one of the biggest ones is that you always see like 
you okay so you literally like never see a gay or like a queer romance in Mm -hmm. a horror movie it's literally Mm -hmm. always like the cheerleader and the jock and those are the main characters and then you've got like the geeky person and that's usually the survivor like that's what you kind of get but you kind of had like a really good like more diverse group of people that wasn't like the stereotypes of things because like because the lead two girls were a cheerleader and like a band geek and like at the beginning of the movie movie you have no idea that um that's the thing she said sam at the beginning of the movie yeah but like sam is such like a neutral name yeah that like you don't realize it until like sam walks up and you're like oh shit she's gay (laughs) you don't know (laughs) and it's like and you you watch it and you're like you're like oh shit like these are the lead characters and they're gay and that doesn't happen a lot in film and i think that's another thing that like film is starting to do more of is having Mm -hmm. more representation in that and like you don't have to have like the stereotype like male female relationship to have like the same like feelings in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I think I, I I was thinking about this, and it's like literally, <laughs> literally like how the movie ends. It's it's like it's not like two girls in a gay relationship that like ruined everything that caused all of the problems. No, you know what it was? A white man. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one who caused all the problems, and he blamed it on a black girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a tale old as time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the stereotypes of movies and like the stereotypes were like witchcraft. And it's like, no, it wasn't witchcraft. It was literally just a, a white man who that, blamed it on basically sold his the minority soul to the devil. Yeah. And, and every like soul sense, like <laughs> Yeah. So okay, this that is that was the a good twist thing. though. That was Sorry. a that was a great twist. Cause I didn't exp- I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that one coming. But the only thing I have a question about with this entire trilogy, mm-hmm. what the hell was the breathing matter? The I think one. that was what? supposed to be like, like the demon that was summoned. Like that was its like earthly form. That is okay. So that is a very interesting way to do it because we're always used to devil pitchfork horns. Yeah. Entity. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an interesting way to do it because it, it it was. I feel like I've seen something like that before, but I don't. I can't like place where. Um, I'm not big into horror like that, so. But like, I don't know if it was like in a horror, if it was like a sci-fi thing where that was like the heart of like the aliens, like that was like the queen. See, for aliens, that that is. Like, okay, for example, Halo. Mm-hmm. They have something like that in Halo. There's, like, I think, oh, Halo okay. 2. Okay. Um, Whereas, like, little little aliens that are just, like, just come out of this thing that looks some- similar like to that. Basically, like, a sack. Like, this, like, sack yeah. thing that they, like, come out yeah. of. But so, so like, I, I'm trying to think of, I really, maybe, I feel like it was something else where basically there was, there was, like, the, the, the pentagram on the floor, and there was, like, something in the middle, and, like, mm-hmm. the blood, like, basically, like, kind of how they showed it in the movie, that, like, it fed off the blood of all the people that died or whatever, um, but that, like, that's where it, like, lived, was in that, like, thing. I, I, I feel like I've seen it before, but, like, yeah, so I feel like that's, like, the physical entity of the demon that was 
giving the good family what they wanted so you know what it just hit me when you said that that, that was all their blood mm. yeah because i mean because that's that's yeah so for every every person because they the 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 symbol that was on the floor of the cave um, which was a different part of that like cave area mm-hmm. um would like s- like materialize in in there and like soak into it and then it would it would absorb all of that and that's where it got its all of its energy from so that's so how it formed the longer, that mass. yeah yeah the longer it was there the longer it the bigger it grew and it, it became sense. what it was that by feeding sense. off of all of the because every the every all the all the um beings that came to be out of that whenever they would get shot or or whenever they would bleed they would bleed that it was dark. like that black goo yeah yeah so that makes that makes a lot of sense that it was their blood that this is okay yeah because that's right. where because that's also where they would like resurrect from um yeah, yeah so when when the demon needed to get those those bodies it would resurrect the previous murderers from from that source that so that was kind of like the source of it all <laughs> I was grossed out. I, I I'm not even going front. That that grossed me the hell out. That was horrible. Yeah, I really thought that they were gonna. I thought that they were gonna like stab that. That's what I was that thinking. Was how they were gonna kill it? Yeah. Um, and not yeah, and like not um, not have to kill Nick Good, but like, I do like how that happened. That um, I am curious though, like if. Because they were at the camp, so Nick Good in the in the set in the second movie in the seventy eight, Nick Good like was like I really like this girl from Shady Side and that whole thing, and then he does save her. I wonder if he knew about like his family's past yet, like if he had been told like what he was going to have to do oh. or not, and if he had, if he was trying to get her out of that situation so that she because he he wanted her on the bus. And he was making sure she wasn't going to leave because mm-hmm. he knew that she was a shady cider so that the things would go after the shady cider. So he was trying to get her to leave. She missed the bus. So she didn't leave and he did everything to bring her back. So I feel like he did know, but, and I feel like he wanted to like marry her. So she'd become like a sunny veiler mm-hmm. um, because he like loved her, even though he like knew her for like a couple days at camp, I guess. I don't know. Kids. <laughs> but, um, so I'm like wondering if he knew then, and I think re- thinking back on it now, I think he did know, and that's why he was trying to like save her mm-hmm. as much as he was. I think he knew like what was like about to happen. Yeah. But then he's also the one that slipped her the note in part one. Yeah. To be like, hey, it's happening again. It's like, bitch, you know what's happening because you're the one doing it. Like. <laughs> But she doesn't know that so she he's trying to get her to stay on his side by being like hey like just so you know like it's happening again yeah like, I, th- I think she wanted know, her like, dependent on him yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah. he's still he, i think he still like had feelings for her and wanted her which is weird yeah it's, it's a grown-ass just... man and you're talking about a summer love that you had what 30 years ago yeah like Come all right on, homie bro. You gotta move past that. Come bro. on, man. Like, yeah, but like it. No I, one I just, caught your eye in that span of time. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single person. He was that like, was. no, the the only the only one that's got my eye is the devil. <laughs> that's all he could see. Um, 
but like no I mean I really enjoyed the series I there's so much to it and then you go into um I really do think it was a very good twist to find out that like the good family yeah was not good well is is that and the fact that Sarah wasn't a witch yeah I because like those are are two really good twists that they put in there I think I think that's really good too and it's like finding like the truth is in not so not just like because they spent so much time trying to like find the truth as to why Sarah did it and then they find the actual truth as to like it wasn't her it was it was it was uh Solomon Good and yeah. and I think uh I really do like that that twist that happens because like I feel like that's really truthful to how a lot of it happened back in like the witch trials mm-hmm. where like people were constantly being accused of being witches and they would constantly deny it until they're like well i'm gonna die no matter what i might as well like make a show out of it and yeah. so that's kind of what sarah fear did and that's what a lot of people do now like in the justice system is like these cops are gonna sit there and they're gonna belittle you and berate you for hours on end until you finally confess because you're like miserable anyway they're not going to believe me if i tell them the truth no matter what so i might as well give them what they want Mm -hmm. and like that's so it's like that's something that like they show happening in in part three in 1666 and it kind of correlates to shit that goes down in the justice system now in like 2021 yeah Yeah. and it's 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 crazy how that like still is a thing because like that's probably a major- i mean like, obviously we weren't there in like the 1600s and like witch trials and stuff were going on mm-hmm. but people were basically just blaming anybody that they didn't like for being a witch yeah and the council would be like okay and then just like kill them like but i you know what i didn't even think i didn't even think about it uh about whether a woman uh, that that was a lesbian like well, it would be seen as like blasphemous because yeah, it's like it's like it's compute yeah because i mean like anything like like homosexuality that was never like that oh it's always been a thing like it's literally always existed mm-hmm. especially but, in religion yeah well no no it hasn't existed in religion the the i think it's like the new testament homosexuality literally doesn't isn't like in the bible at all and no, no, like no, i'm the, talking about like the people I'm, I'm not talking about the actual oh. bible oh okay okay the way people practice religion yeah oh yeah it's always been like it's always been a stereotype for whatever reason i don't understand because there's literally nothing that says that like it's wrong no they they because they, they talk well they talk about um man shall not lie with boy and it which got mistran- which is which sense. is pedophilia yeah yeah <laughs> but it got tra- it got like mistranslated to fit certain agendas yeah, yeah, to yeah. say man shall not lie with man yeah so making it seem more of uh, a thing against like gay relationships it's yeah. there's the whole thing like that's like a whole thing on its own but it's that's that's how that would be seen like a lot of um there's a lot of stories that like witches like air quote witches were blamed to be witches because like these women were like taking husbands wives away from them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they'd be like oh she's a witch like she's taking my wife it's like no you just are a bad husband yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like that's just it yeah. and it's i i liked how they played on it because i feel like horror movies don't ever do anything like that it's always like something else yeah so they really kind of played on that and like made it so it's like even though it's like two women like they still save the day 
yeah. you know they find yeah. out the truth they they rid the the town of the curse so yeah and, for and what we know apparently there's more fear street books so well and and what i was what i read last week is that um they wanted to turn this into the mcu netflix wants to mcu like oh i was like yeah no how? no not now you can't add it. No, no, no. <laughs> I was but, like, that like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> if you um, uh, if you watch the um the credits of the third one, mm-hmm. it showed uh, a, a pair of hands just coming out and grabbing the book. Yeah, okay, that okay, so that that is that is um it's it's basically leaving it open for a continuation. Yeah. Um, which would make sense because there are more stories in the Fear Street world. So they could easily take that and just kind of go on from there. Mm-hmm. Um and create like multiple like yeah like how like yeah marvel how they have all their movies but it's all one universe and it all coincides yeah that would be really cool i think that would be really neat see i don't know anything about these books so i i i feel like i remember them when i was a kid because i know i had a ton of arl stein books growing up um and i probably read it or my sister had it and she read it but i don't remember it yeah um because it it gotta be at least 20 years probably since i would have read it so like i don't <laughs> yeah. remember it um too too much yeah um, no, i i think this is a good step uh especially for netflix to 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 take this on i mean you have a series like that that's phenomenal i to be completely honest i don't even think i would have watched this if you didn't suggest it because i'm really not, yeah i'm i'm not into horror films anymore like it's just it's eh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like once you see one, you've seen them all. Yeah, and that's, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like a lot of horror movies are kind of like on that same like realm yeah. where it's like you kind of just, they're just kind of like that. Good job. That was crazy because that movie literally had a budget of like twenty eight thousand dollars, and they filmed in the director's house. And mainly, the budget was the camera that the guy already owned. Yeah. Um, and then like very basic stuff, yeah. and it grossed like a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like I think that that's that's oh, stupid. It? Yeah, insane. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Um, uh, and then and it just kind of flew into like its own um it came it became its own like series and it's yeah. like i feel like that kind of definitely opened some doors for like a different kind of horror mm-hmm. um which is nice um hold on let me see i want to look up ah. oh my god paranormal activity 2003 gross god um, i was 13 years old 2003 oh yeah. I was 10. Wow. Stop. I was 10 years old. I remember when it came out. That's that's crazy. Oh my god. That's crazy. Um whoa. profits. It's profited 3,592 times. It's <laughs> It's uh <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious uh i think hold on let me let me i'm trying to i don't know what this chart means it's a chart i hold on i just want to see how much it grossed because like yeah because i mean they basically didn't that was on a dv cam i think they shot 
literally almost 200 million. It was 193.4 million dollars, 107.9 domestically, and 85.4 in the foreign markets. Just on the first film alone. On the first film alone. That's stupid. I mean, you basically like and it, that's all it, profit. It made a net profit of 78 million dollars. That's all profit. There's like wow. Oh, and it's literally, oh no, so I looked, okay, so what is the most profitable movie ever? Uh, Avatar, The Blair Witch Project, Star Wars, uh, crunches the numbers to see. Um, but that was more like an independent film to be in, to, in the beginning, right? Oh, it was, yeah, it was literally this dude, he was like, I want to make a scary movie, so he made it in his house with what he already had. So that has to be the most profitable independent think so so it says uh paranormal only cost fifteen thousand dollars to make later however its sound was redone for an additional hundred and fifty thousand dollars and producers um spent an extra fifty thousand to reshoot the ending at steven spielberg's request bringing the total budget to two hundred fifteen thousand as a result uh looking at the beats blair witch unless you also factor the marketing costs in which um blair witch is in the pole position um two hundred fifteen thousand dollars yeah, so then DreamWorks paid three hundred fifty thousand for Paranormal, which was released by Paramount with around eighteen million dollars going to domestic marketing. The movie earned one hundred ninety-three million at the global box office. Um, figuring out Paranormal's profit is complicated because Paramount didn't distribute the movie internationally; instead, of foreign rights were sold to individual distributors for a total of five million dollars, with the producers each earning an extra five five million for bonuses. So. Yeah, dollar for dollar, Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity have to be considered two of the best movie investments in history. Um, but does it also make them the most profitable films in hard cash? Not quite. Um, they say uh, 1939's Gone with the Wind, 1997's Titanic, and 2009's Avatar. Um, uh, those are also all up there. This, this is a whole thing. It's an article by The Hollywood Reporter. I'll send you the link. Um, but this is actually like super interesting because it's going into these um gone with the wind cost 4.25 million or 78.6 million dollars in today's money because that came out like the 30s yeah. um taken in roughly 200 million but that doesn't reckon with inflation um wow Man, that's almost 100 years too yeah isn't that crazy oh my I, like God. and that's the thing i think we talked about this um <laughs> I think we talked about this last week about like how theaters have been around for over a hundred years. Like, yeah. and you think about it and you're like, it's weird. Cause then I, I was reading another article about how we went to space in 1969 and we had only just developed flight in like the early 19, late 1800s, early 19, it was like, it was like 60 years from like the Wright brothers first plane to mm -hmm. going literally to outer space. Like, I still don't believe that. You don't believe in the space landing? Nah. <gasps> really? Nah. Because we, we haven't been back since. And we have much better technology now. I don't know. We have much better technology right now. And, like... I think their focus was... now is Mars versus the moon, though. Yeah, but why has no one gone back to the moon? Maybe they saw since something the really scary. 60s? How much scarier would it be on Mars? <laughs> Listen, have you heard the stories about the dark side of the moon? Have you seen Transformers? I don't think anybody wants to find out what's there. 
Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's um mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Apollo 17 in December 
I know that there's been talks of like colonizing the moon and I won't be a part of that that kind of crazy stuff there but it's like who knows like maybe they did see something a little sketchy back in 72 probably probably that they just that they don't want anybody else to know about yeah so maybe that's it's just something bad just doesn't feel right You got that pit, pit in your stomach. Something just doesn't add up to me. Like it's, it's like just... when you leave your house and forget your sanitizer. You're like something's wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which has happened. <laughs> my sanitizer and my mask. I kid you not. <laughs> oh my god. I will go right back for it. It's like masks and like sanitizers. The new like, where's my phone? Like oh, when you yeah, leave, sure. and you're like patting your pockets. You're like, for okay, sure. got my phone, got my mask, got my got my sanitizer. Yeah. And then if you I'll, don't have it, you're like, oh god. And no. I'll leave my I still leave my car and walk toward whatever building and forget to bring my to wear my mask. I'm like, oh you gotta walk right back. You gotta walk all the way to the oh car. I always god. have because I have my bag with me and I have like two extra masks in my bag. I have like three in my car. I have the one that I like I wear when I leave my house and then like mm-hmm. so I oh, I always have like multiple like around me. So when people like don't have masks, we had a lady come into my store. Actually, the past like few days, we've had people come into the store and be like, oh, do you guys have masks? Because they're like not wearing their masks. And like, it's weird because we're like in the middle of a mall. So you have to walk through parts of the wall. You have to walk through like the Macy's or something. Yeah. Um, in order to get to our store. And I'm like, you made it all the way to our store and you, you still realize that like you don't yeah. have a mask on. And I'm like, it's a mandate. There's signs everywhere. There's signs outside the mall. Like every entrance people. has something. Everybody around you has it on. Like, how do you not realize? Mm-hmm. And so they come in, they're like, do you have masks? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. We give them like a mask. And then they'll just like hold it in their hand and walk out of the store. I'm like, are you not going to put it on? Like, <laughs> Okay. And we can't say anything because like, we don't know if the person's going to snap at us and the company doesn't want to deal with a PR issue. So yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Um, but what, what's your, um, what's your uh, score on this or the rating? <sighs> for I would, I think I would have enjoyed being in it it seems like it was a really really good like well put together series really mm-hmm. thought out the way that they tied in three movies yeah. um to be what it was i thought that was really really great really really kind of tied together like tv format and film format mm-hmm. um which i thought is kind of cool i feel like that's something kind of similar to how like hbo would do with their shows like each episode of their show was almost like a movie in itself mm-hmm. but like this was was really neat because you can watch them in succession but like they kind of like are still kind of their own thing i, I don't know um i would do like an eight mm, i would do like, like a nine gonna do like an 8.59 um because it was still a little campy you know it's definitely like a gory horror movie like made for like teenagers Mm -hmm. but i i enjoyed it i think it'd be really fun to be in would have been really really fun to be in that project um because you got a lot of really great cast members you just got a lot of like really just like fun things the director um in the the thing that i was watching she seemed super cool like she yeah, just yeah. seemed like a really cool person. I'm like, you'd probably be fun to work with. Yeah. Um, and I saw blooper reel and they just looked like they had a lot of fun. So like when I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, that makes me want to be in the film a little bit more. So yeah. that brings brings the score up a little bit. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm around the same 8.59 because like the mo- I, I the trilogy got better as it progressed. Oh, absolutely. Progressed. Yeah. It, it it the first one I was kind of like when it, when it started, I was like, hold up. Please don't tell me this is that cheesy 90s feel type of thing. Yeah. But it was a necessary 
element to bring because it's still mm-hmm. the 90s that's yeah basically how you kind of had to like it had to build up to be what the story ended up being exactly. because like at the end of the third movie you're back in 1994 yeah and it's I, I think it just tied together really well it was a really good like tie up of everything they did a great job with that it's because in in six in uh, 1666 uh like almost halfway through you see that like the film actually end i was like hold up there's like 30 minutes left and it says what? part two. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. They they did a great job with that. So yeah. technically I think, speaking, you got about four movies. Yeah. I, f- I feel like the way that they went from, because they went to 1994, 1978, and they kind of went back to 1994. Um, and I think the way like her putting the hand back with the rest of her body mm-hmm. and her discovering the truth and it like doing flashes of her and Seraphir and her and Seraphir and then they became the same person and then you kind of relive what Seraphir is telling her like so it's not like we're just like going back in time to watch it like she's sitting there with her hand on Seraphir's hand having this flashback of Seraphir's life yeah and but it it doesn't like keep going back to her or anything it stays in that world and it goes through that whole thing of that movie that movie and then comes back to her at the at the at the burial site and she's like yeah. oh my god like this is the truth and then it yeah. goes into that part and i i really really enjoyed that i thought i thought it was that. a really really good job in creating that like flow the way that yeah. they did and i'm really glad that it wasn't just one movie yeah because there's yeah. no way you could have gotten that whole story Not in a movie you would have need you had to do like those separate parts or else yeah. it just would not have been done well yeah because the flow you, you think about it, that that would have been what four hours or so of content for maybe no old. it was like that was like i'm talking about each... all three i'm talking about all three movies yeah i think like all three was it was like an hour and a half each right were they only an hour and a half each i thought they were closer to two each something like that i think but so. i want to say at least five hours at least somewhere around there that you're you're condensing into two. maybe two yeah so you there'd have been a lot of stuff that would have been missed with with this if they did that so i'm i'm yeah yeah you're right hour and a half i i'm 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 excited about it i i liked it i liked it and i i don't do i don't do horror films so for me to enjoy it like that i i think they did a great job i think i think- imdb rated this very low what did IMDb rate it? Because I haven't, I haven't looked. So, 94, 6.2. Ooh. Uh, 78, 6.8. And 1666 is 6.7. You know why? Because the people that run IMDb are old white men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a fact. I just wanted to make up an they're, excuse. They're Nicholas Good. <laughs> yeah yeah they're the nicholas goods they're the nicholas goods that's that's who they are um that's hilarious yeah so fear street um part one runs an hour and 47 minutes part two an hour and 50 and part three an hour and 54 so they're pretty much almost three hour two hours each two hours each yeah pretty so much. three so, four yeah. five is yeah like five and a half hours yeah, total yeah. yeah so i mean that that's that's a lot of stuff a lot of content that you're gonna have to 
you would have to like condense down to be yeah. a two-hour movie like you i don't can't think cut so that. you can't cut that there's too much because like it, it really is like it really is three separate parts though because it makes sense because you have like the massacre at the mall then you have the massacre at the camp and then you have sarah fear's origin Mm-hmm. So you kind of, I mean, and I guess the massacre at the church with the children as well. So it's like you kind of have that whole procession there for each part for them to, you would need to have separate parts for each of those. So Yeah. yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. I think they did really, really good. Um, so I feel like we should uh, not do our questionnaire because it's only the yeah. two of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're already like really... <laughs> really i don't know how many how long this is so far probably almost two hours now close to yeah um so i'm sure there's some stuff that you can cut out but i i feel like it's just the two of us like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna quiz only you like that's no fun no offense not saying that just i just feel like competing is better i thought about that prior to us uh, getting onto the call so that's perfectly fine with me we will we'll we'll resume when uh lj comes back we'll resume some fun trivia after Numbers. after he's disappointed by their their draft, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna will... come back and he's just gonna be like, "Listen, bro." Yeah. <laughs> Listen. We're gonna be better next year. It's gonna, it's gonna be fine, okay? Yeah. Like the team's gonna do all right. I know it. Oh my god. Okay. Well, oh um, <laughs> thank you to everybody who is listening to this show. Um, yes. Do you want to shout out all like the socials for the yes. show? Yes. So you can follow um, Realish. I, I, and I always mess, mess this up. So hold on real quick. You can always <laughs> follow Realish on Instagram. I think it's, oh, yeah, it's Realish underscore. R-E-E-L-I-S-H underscore. Realish um, underscore. Yeah. we're. I'm pretty sure. Cause I, LJ is in charge of the posting. So I'm pretty sure we're going to, you know, get back into a flow of doing some some film news updates like that on there um but for uh ots follow ots at ots guys all social media platforms uh you can see all the shows it's not just realish all of the shows that we have under the brand um check it out see what everybody's up to and what they're doing and yeah yeah cool. that's pretty much it and then i got my show uh yes. paranormal true crime if you guys are into any of that um I posted an episode last week. It's my first episode back in like six months. So I promise it's going to be good. I'm really excited, um, but it's just at Sour Sweet Spooky on pretty much all platforms, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have a Twitter for it, but I don't really use Twitter anymore. Um, I probably should get on that. Yeah. Um, and then my personal <laughs> stuff is just at Jessica Lemon with two L's. Yes, yes. And you can follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K underscore OTS. All, All right. right. I feel like this was successful. Missed LJ oh, yes. and his commentary, but he'll be back next week. He'll be Hopefully. back. He'll be back. Hopefully yeah. he's feeling better. Send him good vibes, everybody. Please. Get well, bro. Okay, bye.